Welcome to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show on Building Fortunes Radio with your host, motivational speaker Greg Dwyer. Be sure to check out Greg at www.gregdwyer.com. That's www.gregdwyer.com. Now on to our show. Take it away, Greg. So today is February 25th, 2024. The question I have for you, if you're listening now live or a rebroadcast, how are those New Year's resolutions going? You know, most people don't even set New Year's Eve resolutions. They give up on it. And then here's the sad truth is, like, the people that set them by now, like 80% of people that set New Year's Eve resolutions They're done. They're they're not going to the gym. They're not looking at the finances. They're not looking at the waistline. They're not looking at their relationships. They have pretty much gone back to the way things were. So I'm excited because I do believe we have an answer to that problem. My guest today is Linda Ray. I met her about a year ago at a conference. We became friends. We're Zoom buddies. And she's going to talk about something that you may have heard about, but she's an expert. It's vision boarding. So we're going to talk about how to create a vision on paper, three-dimensional, and how to get your subconscious mind to walk and make it happen. So Linda, thanks for being on the podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. So people fall away. You know, they get excited around Christmas, January. Why, why do you think people quit? What, what's your feeling on why people fall away and just stop doing it? Honestly, I think it ends up being harder than they thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Behavior change is difficult. Mm-hmm. And putting the time in the day to do the things they said that they would do that they weren't already doing, they fall back into their old habits. Yeah, and I also think, you know, my father, I can hear my father's voice. Rome, he'd say, Greg, Rome wasn't built in the day. And I think a lot of times people Mm. try to take too big of a bite out of it rather than Mm. just take small steps like baby steps to, you know, move towards something rather than trying to conquer the city in a day, right? I agree. I think that's why programs like the 12-week year are successful because they have you break it down into sections. Okay, the 12-week year. Now, I have a calendar. Is it the same thing? What is this 12-week year? What is this? Well, basically, you break your year into 12 weeks, and you have a big goal that you're going to work on for those 12 weeks, rather than having three big goals for the year, and you just kind of tread water on all three of them. You focus a certain amount of time, and you really, they teach you to do a specific calendar block. You do something toward that goal every single day in those 12 weeks. Okay, I'm excited. So 12 weeks is three months, right? So you're looking at a quarter. Am I doing the math? Okay, all right. So instead of saying, what do I want for 2024 or 2025, you're saying 90 days, 90 days. That's not, you know, January, February. Next month will be the first quarter. So did you do anything like that? Did you pick anything for 12 weeks or have you done anything with 12 weeks? I have. I haven't this year. Okay. I'm working on rearranging my life this year. So I will do a 12-week for the second quarter. Okay. And the way the 12-week works, a quarter is actually 13 weeks. Ah. So when you're done with the 12-week, then you spend the 13th week re-evaluating how it went, what you did well, and how you can prove. Always looking for constant, never-ending improvement. I got to tell you something. I have 
never come across this. Now, I have a life calendar. Now I'm 61. I'm moving towards 62. And a couple years ago, I got this life calendar where every week you put a little dot, right? And it didn't come filled out. So I had to buy it empty, and I brought it over to my sister's house one day when I was 59 and just turned it 60. And in fact, my sister just had a birthday the other day, 60. And I put it on the kitchen table and I started filling out the dots. And she's like, what in the world are you doing? <laughs> I said, this is my life calendar and my life is almost over. And she goes, that's morbid. I go, yeah, exactly. I said, see, I only have this much left, maybe 20 years if I'm lucky, eh, maybe, maybe more, who knows? And she's like, I would never. And I go, no, the things that I'm gonna put off I'm not putting off. So I like this. It's baby steps in the sense that you're looking at just 12 weeks, you're looking at a quarter. That's great. That's great. right. And and the guys that created the 12 week year, I'm I'm drawing a blank on their name, which I do on names all the time. But their key word is execution. Oh, well, yeah, you've got okay. you've got to do it. So so here, and I, I don't want to be bragging, but I've been around the personal development industry for over 20 years, and what I have discovered through people like. Uh, Donald Miller and other people is this is where most people fail execution. Mm-hmm. They'll listen to the books, mm-hmm. the tapes. They'll go to the seminars. They'll get a dopamine, you know, uh, hit or whatever. <laughs> but when it comes to morning Monday morning, uh, people have a tendency to go right back looking for another piece of dopamine hit by buying a course or doing something, but not doing the work. Exactly. So how can you help us? How can you break us of this spell? Well, I would love to tell you I have some Kool-Aid you can drink and everything will be perfect tomorrow. Can I, can that's I buy not the court? case. Can I buy your uh, course? Court. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I, I think, first of all, you need to be clear what you want because okay. so many of us, oh, I want that and I want that and, oh, now I want that. And then something else comes along and I want that. And we keep going after those bright, shiny objects. If we get really focused, which is also what the 12-week year does, on what we want and we have a process to keep us coming back to it every day, we're more likely to hit our target. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I start people on really dreaming about what they want. Mm-hmm. And, and I encourage it to be a family affair. If the family is just your dog, then have a nice evening with your dog and talk about what you want. I'm being kind of silly here, but get real clear about what you want. Uh, I set a goal four years ago to move into a condominium project and I focused on it and I did something about it about once a month. Mm -hmm. And I just closed on that condominium last week. Congratulations. But it took concentrated effort. Um, Right like any goal, but that's just a simple example that I have. So once you know what your dream is, Uh and you can have 10 or 12 or 14, I don't care how many items are there, but pick one personal, one professional, Mm -hmm. and one fun or recreation so that that way you're including your family, your career, and your personal well-being. And then if that doesn't include health for you, then add health, make a fourth one, and have one goal in each of those areas for a period of time that you work on, which is somewhat like the 12-week year. Right. Because then you're not trying to do 27 different things, which none of us can really do. Yeah, I was uh, giving a lecture in Long Island about a month ago, and at the end I do questions and answers, and a lady raised her hand and she says, 
I just, I don't have the time to do everything that I want to do. What's the answer? And I said, well, I said, I think the answer is to realize that it's a gift to know that we are mortal and we have a limited amount of time. So you have to pick some things, not everything. And unfortunately, we cannot do everything. I, I can't focus on a million things or a thousand things. And I explained to her, I said, you know, whether you're 20 or 50 or 100, whatever age you are, you got to realize that your time is limited and you have to focus on specific limits of goals, like not 100 goals, right. but maybe, maybe three, right? Something like that. I agree. Yeah. And then once you've, once you've got that dream listed out, what I like to see people do is to, to know why they want it. Like, uh, why do you want that new car? Why do you want to get throw a car away and get a new car? Why yeah. do you want that promotion? What is it going to give to you? How are you going to feel? What will be different in your life? What will be different in your family's life? What, how will it improve your life? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we, we want after things, and then we find out taking that next step up in management may not fit our personality. We, we're miserable up there, and right. we want to come back, back where we're comfortable, which that could be lack of drive, but it also just be sure that that dream is what you want and you know how it's going to feel. Feel yourself being that person. Feel yourself, I mean, for speakers, if you want to speak to a crowd of 10,000 people, every time you speak, see the 10,000 people in front of you and act as if that's who you are. Right. Well, I also think that you have to check in with your values. I mean, I've I've heard of stories of people that wanted to be famous, you know, and they got there and they're miserable. Or people that thought, oh, Mm -hmm. I know people that are multimillionaires. I know they're not happy, you know, or they have Mm -hmm. sacrificed their health for it, or they sacrificed their relationships for it. So I think checking in on your values and saying, is there a conflict here? Like, yeah, maybe I'm going to run a business and maybe go to work nine to five, but my wife or my husband or my significant other, they're not going to put up with it, you know? So stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know what I mean? So. Absolutely. Yeah, Dan, Dan Kennedy calls it the gain and the gap, that when you get what you think you want and you realize that it's, you know, you just, you fall back into, now I need more, now I need more. So you talk about values. It's really good to know what it is that makes us happy because it's not necessarily that promotion or that next million dollars. It's well, the people around us and how we treat each other. Well, you know, that, that brings up a question in my mind is the whole personal development movement is based mm-hmm. on love. Like you need my program. You need my book. You know, you need this because there's something wrong with you, Right. Yes. What do you think about that? Well, I, I think that they are always teaching us to aspire to be more because if we're not aspiring to be more, we won't buy more of their programs. Right. But right. I, I still think it comes back to the number one dream or the number one value, which when they are the same, makes a big difference in our life. What, who is it we want to be with? And how do we want them to treat us? How do we want to treat them? And they may not care about us working 70 hours a week to get that next million dollars. Mm -hmm. They'd rather have us be home with them. So we need to resolve those things. Because getting, I hear too many stories about people who get to the next step and they hate it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. once you know your dream and you know how it's going to make you feel, you can see yourself there, um, and you know your why, mm-hmm. then it's time to create the vision. And the, that's the big part for me. I do vision board events where I teach people the, the tricks behind the vision board, which is knowing what you want mm-hmm. and why you want it and how it's going to make you feel. One of my favorite examples was someone came to one of my vision board events and he didn't sign up for it. It was at a club he belonged to. And he said, I don't know why I'm going to do this. It just seems silly. And I said, well, what's your goal this year? He said, I want to double my income. I said, well, what will that do for you? What will that do for your family? Well, it'll make me feel like I'm supporting my family. It'll make me be proud. It will give my wife the kitchen she wants. I can take my kids to Disneyland. I said, okay, you're going to make a vision board, put a picture of Disneyland, put your children's and your wife and your face on the pictures of the people in the advertisement. Now you're in Disneyland. You see yourself there. Mm -hmm. Put a picture of the kitchen on your vision board with your wife beaming and maybe a little bubble above her head saying, thank you so much for getting this done. Things like that, because now the feelings that you have of achieving the visions are on that vision board. It's not just sitting around and putting a hundred pieces of paper, pretty pictures on a poster board. It's a specific group of things that you plan to work for every day. So the question that is racing through my mind is, what is the difference between someone that creates a vision board and puts it in the closet versus a person uh-huh. that sees it every day in their bathroom mirror? Is there a difference? I believe there is, although John Asaraf will say no. He's a very famous motivational speaker who made a vision board and put it in a box when he moved his office. Okay. When he moved into his new home, his son said, what's in this box, Daddy? And out comes the vision board. And believe it or not, the mm-hmm. story is the picture of a house on that vision board is the house overlooking the beach in California that they had just moved into. Right. Yeah. So maybe it's not seeing it every day all the time, but I promise you with the people I work with, those that start looking at that picture on a regular basis, they they make copies of their vision board and don't let me fool you. I don't use a big poster board. I use about a 10 by 12 piece of scrapbooking paper cardstock mm-hmm. because if you put so many pictures on your board, your subconscious doesn't know what you want. Right. But when you've got your why and you've got your specifics and now you've got the pictures showing how you feel, your subconscious goes, oh, now I get it. Then you post those pictures. I have them on the visor in my car, on my medicine cabinet, like you say, mm-hmm. in the first cabinet I open in the kitchen. They're everywhere because I make smaller three-by-five copies of the vision board your subconscious sees that says, oh, yes, that's what Linda wants, and it keeps working for it. Mm-hmm. Then when you take action every day, take one step, and you're specific toward those goals, your subconscious says, Linda does something every day toward this goal. It makes the subconscious concentrate. When you write affirmations around your total goals, primes your brain to keep thinking that you are that person rather than saying, oh, I can never do that. You start believing and seeing yourself as that person. Those people find that they have more results 
they may not buy the house overlooking the beach. They may not buy the Lamborghini, but their life definitely starts to improve. And they'll notice, gee, I haven't talked to Greg Dwyer in a long time. And all of a sudden, Greg Dwyer calls. Mm-hmm. That's the reticular activating system and your subconscious bringing to you what you say you want. Yes, and I can attest it has happened to me again and again. I have an idea. I want to lose weight. I'm going to get a picture of my ideal self, I'm going to have it uh, photoed, uh, doctored up, and I'm going to put it in the refrigerator, Linda, every time I open the door. <laughs> That'll do something. I mean, you think about it. It's going to change your behavior. I know. I know. Well, you know, the other thing I was thinking. Either that or you'll avoid the refrigerator. (laughs) Exactly. I was thinking when I was a kid, like when I was 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, I was a magician. I loved magic. It was the only thing I was really interested in. Uh, Maybe that and girls. But uh, other than that, um, I focused on magic all the time, performing and going to theaters. And I... I dreamt it. I would dream it. I would think about it. I I was obsessed, right? And so when I was a teenager, before I was out of high school, I was doing magic professionally, semi-professionally, even before I could drive a car. And then I think what happens is, you know, I went to college and graduate school, got a bunch of degrees. But I think what happens is when we get older, 20, 30, 40 years old, we stop dreaming. We, We stop believing that we can do that for some reason. I don't know if we're indoctrinated. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I keep hearing the theory is that you've heard so many people tell you what you can't do so many times that you start to believe it. Mm. And I have a friend who's who's a coach, and his response to that when you hear that negative self-talk is just say, no, not now. Yeah. Don't talk to me now. I'm not focusing on that now. So you can re-divert or, as Toys R Us would say, turn that frown upside down. Find something you can do and go do it. I didn't hear that one. That's pretty good. That's great marketing. I love that. Turn that frown upside down. (laughs) And it's really easy to to visualize by just drawing that little smiley face upside down and then turn it upside down. It it just, you know, things like that, when you see them happen, start to make you believe that it can. Sure, sure. I had an affirmation for getting over cancer, and I didn't believe it. Uh-huh. I, you know, I used to say, you know, I, I'm thankful for my joyful life that I live full out with only healthy, vibrant cells, and it wasn't working. And then I put with a smile on my face. Uh-huh. And then every time I did the affirmation, I would smile, and it would uplift me rather than make me fearful. Yeah, because your subconscious is listening, your cells are listening. Um, how do people work at halfway mark? So how do people get a hold of you? Let's say you wanted to do coaching with them or they wanted to go coaching with you or a workshop or speaking of that. How would people find you? What What's the best way? Well, two ways. I mean, my email address is really easy to remember. It is Thrive because that's what I hope people do. Thrive mm-hmm. every day at gmail.com. Wow, that's a great email. And Thrive Every Day is also my page on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I'm very active on Facebook, Linda Ray, R-H-E-A. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm on Facebook every day, so it's pretty hard for me to miss anybody com- contacting me there on Messenger, something like that. And if you want to give out my phone number, too, it's 303-667-9956, and I'm in 
beautiful blue sky Colorado right now. Wow. Wow. How far are you from the airport? Oh, on a good day with no traffic, 30 minutes, otherwise 45. Oh, that's great. That's great. I've I've been to that airport a few times. I've been to Denver, been to Colorado, been for conferences out there. So Uh, so the next question I have is how long does this take? Like, is it 12 weeks? Is it a year? Is it five years? I mean, do you think uh, people should get immediate results, quick results, or, you know, long-term? What's your thinking on timing? You know, I'm not sure there's a perfect answer for that. Okay. Uh, I can give you an example. I went to, I don't know if you remember Tom Hopkins, who used to be the guru of sales. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. I I went to a seminar with him, and he said, if there's something you really want, Take a picture of it and put it in front of you on your desk. Mm-hmm. That was really the first vision board I ever created back in 1986. Wow. Although I had done dabbling with it, you know, with teenage type things. So I got home that day and the brand new Subaru app uh, legacy had come out and I wanted a new Subaru. I put it on my desk. Three days later, I drove to Denver. I lived up in Breckenridge. I drove to Denver my car started overheating. And like an idiot, I drove the final block to birth mm. Subaru. Mm-hmm. And they came back and said, we're sorry to tell you that you have blown your engine. And right. it will be, I can't remember how many thousands of dollars. I drove out in that car three days later. Right, right. So mm. it can happen very fast. Right. Not everything happens that fast. But the, mm. the more you focus on it, and the more you're grateful for everything you have and that is happening, your happiness barometer goes up. I mean, because some of us wish for things like, I want to own all of Malibu Beach. Well, that that may not happen in this lifetime. Right, right. But why quit trying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, guess, I guess, you know, in my 60s right now, I'm thinking – there's mm. things that I want to accomplish in the next decade, all right? And there's certain things I want to get to. You know, I'm a typical Capricorn. I just like to climb the mountain, make things happen. But the other part of me just wants to enjoy myself. Like, the tension that I feel is, how do I just enjoy the moment with you right now or enjoy the moment this week and just go about my life? This is the only February I'm going to have in 2024, and just be in the moment and be really happy, but at the same time, at the same time, be thinking about expansion. It's like, I don't want the next 10 years to be over and achieve all that I want and go, oh my God, I don't remember. Like, I travel a lot, and people go with me, and sometimes they take their cameras, and they take pictures, and they never look past the viewfinder. And when they get home, they're like, I don't even remember the trip, because I was behind the, you know, the computer or the cell phone, you know. So, I guess, you know, what's the balance? And I'm kind of asking this from my own self. Like, what's the balance of being so focused on focus, because I know you love focus and I do too, the focus of the future, but at the same time, being okay with right now and enjoying it, you know? We're lucky that we have maybe two-thirds or three-quarters of our life behind us. I mean, I hope to live to 100. I have, I hope, several decades ahead. Oh, nice. I know that I, I'm probably not going to accomplish as much in the next 30 years or 20 years as I did in the first huh, 70. Oh, so, okay. so what I look at is, 
here's what I here's what I want my business to look like. The mm-hmm. kind of people I want to work with. The amount of money that's coming in is not as important as it might have been when I was 30 and right. thinking about putting kids through college. Right. But I look at my week and I spend a certain amount of my week focusing on my business. Mm-hmm. And I, no matter how busy I am, although here I am on a pod, a radio show on Sunday, no matter how busy I am, Sunday is my day to just enjoy life. Right, right. And right. I, I try to make Saturday that way too. So I've got two days that are doing that having fun. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't take those breaks and sit back and, and just let your body take a break, right. you don't have the energy to keep going and going and going right. and going. Right, right. Yeah. And, and as we get older, life. we don't either. And you don't enjoy right. your life. Like, I, you know, I think to myself, I'm in sales. I could be on the phone 24-7. I don't know if I would be happy. You know, it's like there's mm-hmm. got to be a little bit of a balance, as you say, you know, the balance. Absolutely. Of, yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's good to make sure that you give yourself some kind of a reward every right. single day. Just right. like I think you need to be taking focused action towards your goal, mm-hmm. your dream, every single day. Right. Because in the action, or um, as you said earlier, uh, something in motion stays in motion. Something inactive stays inactive. Yeah. So we need to be in motion. So toward both, you need to take action towards your goal. But you also need to do something that brings you pleasure or joy every day. Right, right. I, I agree. So I'm looking at the time. I told you this is going to fly. We have four minutes. So is there? Oh anything, my goodness. Yeah. So is there anything that you want to say? Maybe give out your website again, or maybe give us a, a tip about vision boards because we literally only have four minutes. Well, I think the greatest thing I can say, number one, is. I find the people that are grateful with what they have bring more mm-hmm. rather than dwelling on what they don't have. Right. So a vision board, while it's dwelling on what you're hoping to have, I always start with a picture of my family, my garden, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the things that bring me joy. Right. Because that's the vision of my life that I already have that I'm grateful for. Right. Be grateful every day. Mm-hmm. Yes, write in a, vision, in a, a gratitude journal. Even mm-hmm. if it's a month-at-a-glance calendar, and in that little tiny square, you write one or two things that you're grateful for. That's always doing gratitude. Mm-hmm. And with your vision board, once you've got it complete, when you accomplish something, you can take that picture off, mm-hmm. put it on your board of accomplishment. Mm. Now you've got something to refer to on those down days. And you look over at the board of accomplishment and look at everything you've done and everyone you've helped everyone that's benefited from you and you know that you've a jo- you are a job well done already no matter what happens tomorrow i love it because i think in that you answered my question because in my gratitude i do have a gratitude journal in my gratitude i'm living in the present i'm grateful that you're on this call today i'm grateful we're talking about this and at the same time i'm thinking about the future so yeah, the vision board is the future. The gratitude journal is being okay in the moment and happy for what I have. And then once these things materialize, they go in the journal. So it's almost uh, a cycle, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It I is. Like- and make sure every day you check off that one step toward your goal every mm-hmm. day. 
Mm-hmm. And the last thing I say is when you go outside and you look up at the sky, whether there's a cloud there or not, I can't tell my cloud story, we're out of time, but when you look <laughs> at the sky, Next time. ask yourself if where you're going is taking you toward your goal or away from your goal and mm-hmm. always be going toward your goal. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I thank you for this time. I look forward to connecting with you. I know we have a conference in uh, Vegas in April. So whether I'll yes. be there in person or online, we'll connect, and then uh, we'll also be connecting. So, uh, again, we got a minute. So give out your information. People are going to want to reach out to you and find you. So how do they do that? So Linda Ray, R-H-E-A, on Facebook or LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And thrive every day at gmail.com. And that's T H R I V E E V E R Y. Some people want one E. Thrive every day at gmail.com. And 303 667 My website will be up again probably in six months. Okay, good. And I, I know that on Facebook, I saw some of your videos. You were doing a video every single day. So if people. If people want to go and just watch your videos and get to know you, they can. And uh, I'm I'm so happy that you're on this podcast, and I'm thankful that I met you as well. Um, I really mean that sincerely. Thank you for your information, and thank you for the gifts that you bring to the world. Thank you for doing the same, Greg. It's a pleasure to have met you and to continue to know you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. All right. We're out of time. Linda Ray, look her up. Linda, have a great week. Everybody have a great week. We're out. Thanks, everybody. Bye. You've been listening to the Greg Dwyer Radio Show, brought to you by motivational speaker Greg Dwyer on buildingfortunesradio.com. Check out Greg at gregdwyer.com. Be sure to download his ebook at gregdwyerebook.com to stay focused on what matters most to you. That's www.gregdwyerebook.com. We want to thank you for listening. Now go make a difference in your world.